This is Katie Keller with ClearanceJobs.com. Today I was joined by Natalie Oliverio, who is a U.S. Navy veteran and the founder of Military Talent Partners, a company that provides mentorship, coaching, and career discovery to transitioning military veterans and military spouses. She's also the recent award of a grant that allows her to offer her services for free to anyone interested in a new career, past military or not. Thank you so much for taking the time out of, I know that you have a busy schedule. I'd just love to cover your military background, tips and tricks that you usually offer maybe to veterans and mill spouses that use your services that can also be utilized by the clearance jobs audience just from what you do at military talent partners and other things that you may have experienced in coaching veterans just hoping to give some folks both recruiting and uh, career advice the first thing i would love to hear about is starting from your military career what you did so i was in the navy post 9 11 and had an incredible experience on active duty it was probably the scariest thing i've ever done but also the most rewarding and it definitely shaped me as a human. I was on a guided missile destroyer, which is a ship that's about 350 people strong. So it's not like the larger aircraft carriers, but it's a more small, tight-knit community. We were attached to the George Washington Battle Group and stationed in Norfolk, Virginia. So it was a really exciting time in my life. And when I transitioned, I had a lot of difficulty, which kind of framed up the purpose behind what I do now with Military Talent Partners. Sure. So when you were going through your transition, what were some of the obstacles that you encountered or some of the positive? The first problem was I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I hadn't quite grasped that concept that no one was going to be telling me what to do anymore. And it was for me to figure that out and to forge my own path. I had no idea how to do that. Well, I thought I knew everything, but when I failed so quickly, I realized I knew nothing. Fortunately, I did not have a mentor back then, and uh, that thought never entered my mind. I had counselors, admissions counselors at school who had helped to kind of change the narrative and I finished college and started working in a federal job that everyone where I lived thought, if you have a federal job, you have made it. Like. You have just done it. You don't have to worry about your future. You're gold. But I still wasn't thinking about me. I wasn't thinking about what I really wanted. And that caused me a lot of years of struggle and happiness and the wrong fit at the wrong time. And I was lucky to fall into recruiting and really fall in love with it. You know, that's a tough issue. Just finding yourself coupled with you were surrounded by so much structure and then sort of let into a big sea of... How do I network? Um, how do I even translate what I've did in the military into what looks good to recruiters within the private or civilian world? Right. Military Talent Partners offers services to help with that. It's 100% free for the mentorship, coaching, interview prep, resume revamping, but you also have a six-week program called Mission Career Transition. So I was wondering if you could tell us more about that six-week boot camp that you run for, I think, both veterans and mill spouses. Yeah, it's actually open to anyone that wants to take it. It's not only for the military. It's really designed for anyone going from one career to the other. And the seat, the seat is 297 per seat. So it's a six-week intense program. It's not a workshop. It's not a presentation. It is a holistic approach to showing you how to implement 
everything you need to do to start from A career to B career. And that includes identifying what you really want to do, what your goals are, creating your own personal identity and your personal brand. And after all that's done and you're close with your why and your values are set, then we work on your resume and then we work on your LinkedIn profile instead of doing that backwards, which is what most people do and how they so easily get it wrong. That's the beginning foundation of the program. But recently I applied to be in a grant competition and have secured some funds for that. So returning the military portion of mission career transition, it's going to be free. We're creating scholarships. So veterans and mill spouses transitioning military, it will not be free for that for all of them. So it's an exciting opportunity to expand the reach of what we do making it more affordable being free and more accessible online than ever before. Absolutely. So kind of going off of when you're helping folks to create their resume, are there any tips that you'd be willing to share for candidates today? Absolutely. I think the most important thing about your resume is that you clearly articulate who you are. Starting out that summary sentence with results-driven professional or cross-functional leader doesn't differentiate you from anybody else. There's too much text and it looks like it's gonna take more than 30 seconds to read. It's not going to get read. And then it doesn't really matter what you said and how well you said it because it wasn't something readable for another human. So you have to make it resume for dummies. Resume 101, the most easily comprehensible document where anyone sees this attractive piece of paper that's well well spaced with white space and articulated in a high impact, low word count kind of way so that it gets them with the hook of your high impact introduction. And now they're curious about you and they want to read more and they can, they feel empowered to read it because you didn't bog them down with 300 paragraphs of text of how great you are. Also, your resume, it's a summary of what you've done, but it doesn't have to live in the past. You can absolutely quantify your past experience while still taking a forward-facing approach to who you're going to be next. What do you want to do now? Not so much what you've done for the past 10 or 20 years. That's in the past. And it's important to communicate who you are, what your value is, and why you're even going after this opportunity. Sure. And my senior editor and I were having a discussion about how you don't need to be conservative on paper anymore, which is also a thing of the past. Show your personality. Show your spunk. Get people interested in who you are because until you land that interview or that phone screen, you are just a piece of paper and you're probably going up against a lot of other pieces of paper. So really push through and really differentiate yourself. Be unique. And I even, when I used to do resume revamping, I even used to say like, you know, the DOD, if you're applying to a job there, maybe tone it down a bit, but put a little bit of color on it even. That just sets you apart. So those are, those are amazing tips. Um, With COVID-19 still looming and uh, the future, especially in, you know, high population density areas, folks may be having to interview virtually or going through career fairs virtually. That is very different from probably a big portion of the population. So are there any interview or career tips that you could offer maybe in a virtual environment? Absolutely. If you are having a Skype, a FaceTime, a Zoom, a WebEx type interview, Uh, where you can't really read the full body language of the room or, you know, be immersed in the culture as you walk in, 
you can still give yourself the best representation possible. Make sure you're smiling. Pretend like you're in the room with these people. Everything you do, they can see. And you can still see their faces and, and know what kind of cues to read. Like, are you talking too much? Are you boring them? Are you not answering the question? Do they look confused? So you can still read the room. And so you should pretend like it is very much in person, even though it's virtual. Dress the part, act the part, talk the part, get the part. And when you're interviewing now, especially in this COVID environment, you have to be so clear about what you're doing there in the first place. Create a space where you're comfortable. So comfortable enough with what you're going to say about yourself that you come off as being very confident. Once you're confident, that allows you to be competent and you can focus on the chemistry between you and the opportunity. Those are the four C's that I recommend everyone get really well acquainted with. Figure out how to be comfortable. Allow yourself to get so comfortable that you're confident in what you say. Like you're talking to a friend on the phone or you're just reading the weather report out loud. That confident in what you're saying. That makes you sound confident. Like you actually know what you're talking about. Sometimes even if you don't, if you sound confident, they're like, oh, okay. He sounds amazing, right? Right. And then if you can work on the chemistry, which is your emotional piece and your energy of why you want this position how you envision yourself there, if you put forth that kind of a chemistry, that's going to make them feel something about you. Like they want to feel, they feel like they want to hire you. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what's on your resume and it doesn't matter particularly what you say. It's how you say it and how you make them feel that is the determination as to whether you get hired. Sure. And those four C's, of course, I always have on my recruiter hat. Those could totally apply to recruiters as well. You know, being comfortable, being confident, making that chemistry, make that person feel like they want to be at your company. They would like to meet you in person. I mean, especially now during COVID. Switching gears, are there any... I'm not sure if you would have an anecdote or a scenario in your head, but are there any big no-nos that you've come across, maybe things in the job search that veterans have misconceptions about or are doing wrong um, through your training and your boot camp? Any big no-nos that you come across? I think in the veteran space where no-nos kind of come up are they don't list anything about their service. And there are certain companies that have made them feel that way or people who have influenced them not to list that they're a veteran or talk about their military service. But that, that quantifies a part of their experience. And for recruiters who are sourcing for specific veteran talent, it makes it more difficult to identify them as veterans if they don't identify on their resume or their LinkedIn. So it's hard to source without that word being present. Same for military spouses, which is even more controversial because their unemployment rate is like 43%. And they feel judged and mischaracterized when they announce that they're a male spouse. So it's a real tough decision and a personal choice. I will say that putting those keywords out there make it easier for you to be found. And I think the biggest no-no is not doing your self-study and your research before you go and make a resume or before you go for a job search. Because if you don't know what you're trying to get to, if you don't clearly understand your goal, 
you don't really know how to get there. So you're not spending your energy in the right direction. You're not doing the right things because you don't know what right actually is for you. And, but because we, we are so automated sometimes to just go through the motions of getting a resume, put yourself out there, start interviewing, apply for jobs, and then something's going to come through. It's true. Something will probably come through, but the something often leads to the wrong fit underemployed, unhappy, and a host of other issues that might land you back at square one in a way you don't want it to. So yeah, just knowing the steps and taking those steps chronologically correct. I feel like in any you know business environment, that's where people run into issues. They don't think about what the problem is they're trying to solve necessarily, or they don't think about the problem before they're setting an objective. That's a great tip. You're a fierce female entrepreneur. Us at Clarence Jobs, we love our fierce females. I'd love to hear a story where you thought maybe it was time to give up on military talent partners, but you just kept pushing through. I am so happy to tell you that I have never, ever in the past two years felt like it was time to give up on military talent partners. That's and I'll tell you why. Because even on my worst day, literally, if everything is going wrong, I am failing all over the place, and I'm just literally at zero, I know that this is where I am meant to be. And this is my best service to other people in our community that I care so much about. And although sometimes it's for free, every single week for the past two years, we have placed either one veteran or mill spouse into a meaningful career. And that's the only metric I care about. So I also know personally, I have experienced this more than once, that success and failure live right next door to each other. And you could have failure, 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 all of a sudden success. You're like, none of the failures matter because now I'm back up. And I think entrepreneurship in general is a roller coaster. I mean, I had yeah. to really prioritize things to be successful and on top of what I'm doing. And so going out for happy hours is not my my week anymore. And uh, and I'm okay with that because I believe that I'm in the right place at the right time doing the right thing. And so no matter what, I have not once felt like it's time to give it up. Well, that's good. But I mean, that's a good point. You do have to prioritize. So thinking about is this business that you're creating for the entrepreneur entrepreneurs out there that are that are pre-entrepreneur thinking about doing that you really need to be able to sacrifice a lot um so I totally I commend you for all that you do for the veteran and mill spouse and military family and any community any individual that you know military talent partners has worked with I know that you've done a ton in your career prior to MTP including HR PR marketing recruiting you have a large following on social. So I, I'd love to get your opinion on something that Clarence Jobs recently put together. It's a recruitment marketing guide. Points are specific to the clarencejobs.com platform, but it also touches on strategies that any recruiter could really use in any industry, really. But do you have any thoughts or strategies or tips, anything regarding the difference between sourcing and recruiting and recruitment marketing and branding and what the difference between those two things are the, dif- the difference between recruiting marketing and recruiting branding um recruitment marketing so putting your personal brand out there uh recruiting within a passive market really um and then when you're sourcing and headhunting and trying to fill roles i guess what does a personal brand really do for recruiting and how important that is so i think it's really important because it portrays the clothing of your company 
and a mm-hmm. candidate's eye and a passive job seeker or a passive job market is still looking at your company and evaluating if you're a good one or a bad one. There really is no in between. And the way that you treat candidates, the way that you put your messaging out there about your mission and your values all attribute to your brand. Passive talent can, in a heartbeat, become active talent. At any stage of the talent life cycle, your brand reputation and and marketing has to be solid because if it's not candidates will not want to work for you and it makes it so much harder for the recruiters to try to win them over even if they're the perfect person for the role and that can sometimes break the chances of of you getting them from sourcing it could give you the problem of not being able to win the right talent and marketing it has to make sure you have the right message so that candidate experience is transparent, your environment in the workplace is transparent, all of the bells and whistles are showing and backed up with real uh, quantifiable things, not just, you know, fluffing it up for a few claps, but I hope that answers your question. Absolutely. I just, I think, you know, recruiting has really changed in the last five to 10 years, specific to DOD, but I would say across the board, candidates are more concerned with a company's benefits. They're more concerned with their culture. They're more concerned with what they do for their community. I mean, that branding has become so important nowadays. And I think that some recruiters might be stuck in their ways, but you have an incredible personal brand. I remember the first time I had a conversation with you, even looking at your website, you said you threw it together. And I was like, oh my God, but she, I, I know who this person is, barely even really, you know, speaking with them. And I think that's really important when it comes to recruitment. And that's something that every recruiter really should be working on is their personal brand and what their brand looks like for the company that they're working for. So again, I commend you on that as well. You have an incredible personal brand. Thank you. Um, I think that that happened really organically for us because it's authentic and it's who we are. So we didn't have to pay for that brand. We didn't have to advertise for it. It's just how we entered the market. We didn't raise any capital. We just started slowly and, and grew it from the ground up. Are are there any tips for recruiters or candidates that we didn't really touch on that you'd like to leave us with today? I think above all else, for any candidate, no matter where you are in the process, if you're passive, active, unemployed, looking for growth, it's important to know who you are, what you do, how you do it that's different than better or somebody else, and why. And if you can nail those things and really understand who you are and what your goals are, you're going to be on fire, unstoppable. And everything that you do springs off of those fundamentals. This is Katie Keller, editor at clearancejobs.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of ClearedCast. For more information on career and recruiting advice, visit news.clearancejobs.com.